I think when I was younger, I had the mindset that it's totally black and white. But now I kind of know, looking back, that everything really, you know, happens for a reason. And I have been able to have all these experiences that now inform things that happen in my life. So I'm now able to step back and kind of think logically about, okay, like this thing happened. What can I learn from this? And I've learned that everything, you know, everything will work out, even if it's not how you plan. Things have a way of like coming together in like this weird way. And it's just really interesting now, like looking back and like, oh, that's maybe why this happened. It put me in this position today. Like I'm now stronger because that happened in the past. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Today, we're going to have a slightly different kind of episode. Today, I'm talking about life and leadership as it relates to our teens and young adults. Literally, every week, I have multiple, and I do mean multiple, requests from parents. Many are clients I've worked with who've experienced radical change in their own life and work. Others are those who hear my podcast. Some are people that I know. And they ask if I'd be willing to talk to their kids. Will I coach their kids? Will I create a program for teens and young adults that teaches the leadership and coaching principles that I work with. This tells me that our kids are in desperate need of understanding how to work with the most powerful asset that they will ever have, their brain, and the thoughts and feelings within it. Unfortunately, none of this is taught at our schools. And while I have not become a coach for teens, I have spoken to teens for just-in-time coaching on many occasions. There is one exception to that, and this is a person named Kate. Four years ago, after working with Kate's father, I agreed to talk to Kate, who was then a senior in high school, about the college that she wanted to attend. Since then, I have consistently coached Kate and worked with her, and she's now a senior in college. Through the interview that I'm going to share with Kate, you'll hear a young adult and how she manages her thoughts and feelings. My intention is for parents to hear tools that they can share with their kids or to have a resource from someone who is relatable and credible for their own teen and that you are able to glean from this practical tools that you or they can turn to for turning challenges into opportunities, making decisions, transforming self-doubt and negativity, and even how to become a better leader. Enjoy. 
Hey there, friends. We've got a very special and different Plain Cloud episode for you today. In today's episode, I have the opportunity and honor to share a conversation with you from a young lady who I admire and have worked with for the last four years as she has grown from a senior in high school to the senior in college that she is today. Kate is a rising senior biology major at Kenyon College in Ohio. She was raised in New Jersey. She's the oldest of four. And she has been swimming since she was eight years old. At Kenyon, she's on a nationally ranked varsity swim team. Kate has been a leader on campus. She's been a representative for the Kenyan Student Athlete Committee, an orientation leader. She also conducts independent research with one of her biology professors. She's had some amazingly cool internships experiences over the last couple of years. She has been a husbandry intern caring for lemurs. And this summer, she worked during the COVID summer with sea turtles and conservation. Kate has recently also drilled down on her plan to pursue vet school, to become a wildlife veterinarian. And I'm not going to share any more about her because I want her to do that for herself. So without further ado, Kate, I welcome you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm so thankful and grateful for you wanting to share your experience and be with our audience today. You and I talked before this, and we discussed your own growth and transformation over the last four years. And we wanted to see if we could share some of what you've learned and practical tools to help young adults at a time when the world has been really rearranged. And specifically, how we can help them as well as their parents when it comes to turning challenges into opportunities, transforming negative thoughts and any self-doubt and making decisions as well as even anything that you have on how to become a better leader. Are you game? Yes, absolutely. Great. So when we first met, let's position this, you were in high school. Your father was someone that I had worked with and asked if I would be willing to talk to you as an outside voice to help. Basically, at that time, it was with your college decision and where you wanted to attend. Can you share what you remember about yourself back then? Yeah. So back then, I think the biggest challenge for me in deciding where I wanted to go to school was that there were just so many different colleges that I could choose from. And I kind of, I didn't really know where to start. So basically what I thought was like, okay, I started with how do I learn best? How do I know I learn best? I know that I want to learn in a small classroom where I can communicate directly with my professors, maybe turn to my classmate and talk to them. So that kind of narrowed down just like the size of the school for me. So I'm like, okay, let me look at a school that's maybe 2000 to 15,000. And then I thought, what are some things that are non-negotiable for me? Because I'm a swimmer, I really wanted to be on a swim team that had both a men's and a women's team. That was something I definitely wanted. I wanted to have a good connection with my professors. And I wanted to be somewhere that had grass on campus, which I know um, I just wanted to be somewhere that was not really a city. And then I really thought something, you know, what would be nice things to have? I'd really want to live on campus all four years. If I could do that, that would be fantastic. And I wanted to be 
a little bit far from home, but still close enough that I could go back. So if someone's looking for some place with a big football program, that can help you narrow down your decision as well. And so sort of what I started doing was for me being a student athlete, it definitely helped me with the decision because that was a big factor of where I decided to go. But really it was just talking to different people at different schools and going to visit all the schools was really important to me because I could really get a feel of student life. And if there's a prospective student visit day or an overnight visit night you can do, I really recommend that because my roommate and I had hosted some potential students at Kenyon and they really get to see like what it's like to be a student, not on like a formal core. Like you get to go to class with them and eat lunch with them and things like that. But I would definitely say that don't get caught up in the name of the college and you really need to find somewhere that you feel like you'll fit and you'll definitely get a feeling of where you want to go. And that was something that I struggled with. I was afraid that I wouldn't really get that feeling, but you'll definitely know like this is where I am supposed to be. So just trust that that will happen and it'll be okay. Yeah. Excellent advice. I know now there are people struggling because they can't do as many college visits, but I think that your advice about not being so concerned with the name, but more trying to, what is true for you and going by your own internal gut, I guess you said, as you say, you will at some point feel, I think that's a big thing that people get concerned with was, will I, will I feel comfortable anywhere? Let me ask you this. I know that you remember setting intention before you went. It was, we, we did this piece where we wanted you to look at when you exit in senior year. And it's hard to believe you're anywhere near that. But what did you specifically set intention for? What does intention even mean to you? I know that might be a word that some don't, don't understand, but what do you know now about intention and what intention did you set for yourself for college? Well, intention now means to me is something that I can actively go after, kind of like my end goal and then thinking kind of backwards, like, okay, this is where I want to be. What are the steps I need to take to get there? And then actively pursuing that. So my intentions for college really were foremost to be somewhere I was comfortable and then somewhere I could thrive both as a student and an athlete. And for me, it really just came down to the people and I wanted to grow as a person and have opportunity and just like meet all these people and make all these connections. And I learned that something that's really important is that the experience really is what you make of it. So over the years, like each year after I finished a year, I kind of look back and be like, okay, what are things that I really liked about this year? What are things that I wish I would have done differently or things I can improve on? And then for my sophomore year, my junior year, I'd write a list and be like, okay, like this year I want to be more involved on campus. Like I want to get more involved in this organization or go to office hours more. And that would be kind of another goal that I would set for the following year that I could keep building on. Excellent. Excellent. One of the things that you have become aware of and become good at is understanding how to manage your brain and the thoughts and feelings within it when it starts to seem like it's running you. How do you manage your mind differently today, knowing what you know than say when you were younger? I think when I was younger, I had the mindset that it's totally black and white. Like one thing, if I you know didn't do well on a test, that would be you know the end of the world. But now I kind of know, looking back, that everything really you know happens for a reason, and I have been able to have all these experiences that now 
inform things that happened in my life. So I'm now able to step back and kind of think logically about, okay, like this thing happened. What can I learn from this? What, what can I, you know, grow from this? And I've learned that everything, you know, everything will work out, even if it's not how you plan. Things have a way of like coming together in like this weird way. And it's just really interesting now, like looking back and like, oh, that's maybe why this happened. It put me in this position today. Like I'm now stronger because that happened in the past. So even in the moment, like it might, it's really easy to get caught up emotionally. But I think if you take a step back and really think about, okay, like what are some good things that could come out of this? I think that's really useful and it'll help you. Mm, that That is great. So what I'm hearing you say is, is to look for what, how it is working for you. Expect and trust. And because we can't know, I think it's really important right now. And, and there are a lot of young adults, whether they're, you know, in high school or they're in college that, you know, the world is, as I said, rearranged, it is upside down. It's different. There's a lot of uncertainty. There is a lot that they don't know about their future and things feel very out of control. They're that way for adults or for children. And so this anxiety gets pumped up. And it can range from the small things as you've seen from, am I liked? Am I'm ever going to get into a college? Am I, or should I stay at one? I have people call me on that all, a lot. Will I ever be happy? So a bigger question, what practical tools or advice do you have for people and young adults right now in these difficult, uncertain times when things are changing often? Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the summer, everything for me was kind of up in the air. I still didn't really want to know what I wanted to do after I graduated. And there were just so many things I felt I needed to do this summer. And I, what really helped me, Rita, you actually suggested this, was you, I take a list and I kind of make like a week by week kind of checkoff list of things that I can do. And so I saw it kind of like as a intention list. And that really helped me kind of like control anxiety because, okay, in the next two weeks, I want to accomplish this. And then I could see myself actively checking off and seeing the steps that I needed to take. And I think for me, it just really helped having everything visually in front of me, kind of just to see, all right, this is kind of, you know, the plan that I can follow to sort of chip away at the things that I like need to do to kind of get where I want to be. And I would say in terms of, you know, if you're in college and you're, you're feeling anxious and maybe not, you know, afraid of, you know, finding friends or being liked by people, I would just say like people are going to match, you know, the wavelength that you're on. So if you're a very like positive person, you're going to attract people that are positive people. And there's people that are kind of like below you in that sense, like you'll kind of lift them up. Someone's always looking for, you know, people that they help them out and be like a friendly face. And then also just don't be afraid to laugh at yourself and be goofy because I feel like a lot of people take themselves too seriously. But it it's just really, you know, if you make a mistake, that's totally fine. Everyone does that. And for the freshman in college, one of the things for me that I, one of my intentions freshman year was just reminding myself that everyone is in the same situation coming in. Like you're coming in, you don't know anyone else. All your friends have gone to different colleges you don't really know. So everyone's looking for someone to say hi to them. And they'll welcome you if you just say, hi, I'm so-and-so, like, you're nice to meet you. I'm from this state. I think, you know, it kind of eases their anxiety a little bit. And they're like, okay, I can, I, I can open up and, you know, talk to you about that. So. Oh my goodness. Kate, so many, you said so many rich things there and, and the practical application. One of the things from the top was 
that I call the ABCs, action brings clarity. So when things seem like they're swimming, you mentioned writing it all down, getting it all out, because we can make, our mind can think that there's so many, there's so much, it's, it's too great. And it, it really can hit our, our fight or flight amygdala. It makes us just freak. It's like, as I've told you, a, a scared squirrel in the, in the corner. So one of the things that you did was get it all out, get it down. And then you took action. Even if it's the smallest amount of action, if it's the smallest thing to act upon, it, it does, it is a brain hack that our brain starts to see progress and it, it likes progress. So that's fabulous. That whole piece on matching people's frequency that we do like attracts like, and we are sending out a frequency that people can feel whether we realize it or not. And to be that which you want to receive, be it in advance, is really is really important. And the final thing I think is what you were saying is is this piece about fear, and they're afraid just like you that there's a there is a right now more than ever there's a collective anxiety on the planet, and so our ability to not be in a fear vibration, and and as well as to say, okay, can I can I give? something. And that's the easiest way to take us out of our own state was when we're giving to another person and take getting out of our own way, getting out of our own thoughts and our own self, you know, self stuff. Yeah. You gave a lot right there. That was awesome. You know, bringing me forward a little bit when everything changed for you in March due to the pandemic, what happened and how did you feel? Yeah. Um, so I was actually, I was on spring break. I was with my brother and my grandparents in Florida and my brother actually got the email first from his school that they weren't going back. They were going to be online. So I guess when I received the email from mine, I was still hopeful that we'd go back, but like wasn't really surprised when they said we weren't going back. So really then it, it kind of, I really, my first thought honestly was, you know, I feel really bad for the seniors because, you know, I knew they wouldn't be able to finish out their senior year spring. And I was, you know, happy for myself just because I knew I'd have another year. So I guess trying to thinking positively, I was trying to like think positively at that point. I was like, all right, at least I have another year. Um, all my friends are also going to be off campus. And one of the things I love about Kenyon is being on campus with everyone. So if people aren't going to be there, then, you know, we'll all be offline together. And I just knew it would be really important that we have to all be flexible at that point. Everything's going to be different. Teachers had never taught online before. To, to this extent. So it was just going to be really important just to communicate with them and also just reach out to, you know, my friends and just stay in contact with them because I won't be able to see them every day um, in person. So then we got the news of senior year, how senior year, so that affected you junior year. You're like, okay, I can deal. Senior year, you're like, holy cow. And that, that information came, obviously, for everybody more recently. How uh, did you approach that or what, how did that feel to you? So I was, I was sad at first. And then some of the people on my team started announcing that they were going to take a gap year um, this year and then return to finish their senior year in the fall of 2021. And originally, I, I was like, no, I, I can't do that. Just because that's not like the normal progression. I thought I would graduate in four years. But then I, I reached out to some of my friends and talked to them a little bit about you know, their decision. And they raised some really interesting points for me, especially, and it, it, a lot of the things were about the social aspect of Kenyon. And I really thought to myself what I love about Kenyon and what 
you know, when I think of Kenya, what comes up? And a big part of it is being able to see my friends every day, talking to them at lunch, talking to them when we practice. And I just knew that this year would be so different from what I knew and loved. And I just, I decided that I wanted to take the year off to gain more experience, like in the biology field. And also at this point, I wasn't absolutely sure that I wanted to go to vet school. I didn't really know if I wanted to go to grad school right after college or take a gap year. And for me, this gave me another year to really solidify what I wanted to do. So there was kind of this silver lining and, you know, taking the year off and having another year to train, having another year to take some prereq classes for vet school, and then talking to more people down here where I'm interning with to really solidify, yes, this is what I want to do. I want to become a wildlife vet. And I think for me, that was the silver lining of it is that it gave me a little bit more time, but it. And it also gives me something to look forward to going back. So I'm really excited to go back with not with like two new classes of sophomores and freshmen when I go back as a senior, but also some of my returning teammates as well that I'm looking forward to. So, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it. I think there's just that silver lining in there. And, you know, it was really interesting within the course of, you know, 24 hours, I kind of completely changed my, you know, perspective on things. It was like, oh, no, I'm going to go back to, you know what, it might actually be a better decision for me to take a step back and take a, take a gap year and get more experience and then return to Kenya. Kate, what do you think allowed you to pivot or to make, be open to that when you were so defined or you thought you knew? I guess I hadn't really seriously considered taking a gap year until the announcement came out that my school would be online and it definitely helped that there were other people like other my other teammates were doing it not a lot there's actually a few but I think for it varies for every person and thinking about my again it kind of just goes back to intention I was like okay what would I do with this year like I know I kind of just I wouldn't just be sitting there doing nothing This year, I would want to be taking classes. I'd be wanting to get experience. I'd be training. It would give me another year of training. And I think all of the positives of taking a year off, I think was definitely, now looking back, is definitely the right decision for me. And I think, you know, it takes me a little bit to make a decision. But once I make one, like I'm 100%, you know, committed to that. And I feel really good about it. And, you know, because I, I honestly feel like if I hadn't decided to not go back in August, that. I probably still wouldn't be here and I wouldn't have made my decision on pursuing vet school because I wouldn't have had that information. So like, like I said, there's like that silver lining that kind of just comes through and it all, it all just, it all just comes together. So remarkable for you is that you, and it's not a coincidence that things show up or turn up for you a lot. You know, I know you were very like, Oh my gosh, I should be racing to GREs and uh, what I don't, I don't even know if I want to do this. And so, yes, it, it, it seemed to flow you listening to yourself, being open. And it was funny. I heard a, it was a cartoon. I think I saw this morning. It, it was, it's not a matter of whether you're a half full or a half empty type of person. Your life begins when you realize that the glass is refillable, that you always have more options that in essence, that there's more. There's more to it. And so you make a, what you may or may not realize is that you're making a choice. I'm choosing to see that this is working for me. 
And in doing so, I mean, go ahead and share some of the wins that seem to follow very rapidly by you, you know, going and following your own path, which was a little different than others. Yeah. So I was able to talk to more scientists here um, where I'm interning and I came up with my career goal. I want to become a wildlife veterinarian. And then kind of like the list I was talking about before, all right, I want to be a vet. How do I get there? And I kind of thought of my steps in order to get there. I was like, okay, I need to take a physics class. So I enrolled in an online physics class that I'm in right now. And then I'm going to go shadow a local vet where I'm going to go live with my grandparents for about two months and shadow a vet there to get some clinical experience. And then I applied for a veterinary internship in Key Largo with dolphins, which I also, I just accepted that because I just had an interview. So that just came together as well. And so I'll be there until February. And then, you know, after that, I think when I decided that I was going to take a gap year, I was okay with the fact not having everything planned out for the whole year. Like I know things will come together you know, so in February, I'm sure I'll have, you know, have something set up. But if I don't, like, I'll figure something out, like, it'll be fine. And it's okay not to have every week planned out at this point. And everything is just so up in the air. And honestly, like, you know, after I decided I was actually on a two hour drive to like a dive site, because I just got my advanced high scuba certification, because I was in Florida, and I was like, why not just do it where the weather's nice. And I was on my drive there. And I was thinking to myself, and I kind of all just came together. I was like, well, what if I went to go live with my grandparents and shadowed? And I, it all really just came together at that in that ride. And I was like, wow, that's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I think it worked out well. It absolutely did. I mean, there's a couple things. Very funny. I mean, it just all worked out. You, A, listened to your intuition. You, it wasn't that you hadn't struggled with some of these questions before, but you stuck with them. You, tr- you, you trained your mind to say, you can hear yourself, it's figure outable. I'm going to figure it out. And because you think that, you feel a certain way. You feel optimistic. You feel you're open-minded. You're looking. And therefore, you are showing up to take certain actions and get certain the results that you've gotten, which are one after another of uh, great opportunities. What do you say to the person they're like, oh, that's great. That's Kate. I mean, just laying up in her lap, <laughs> you know, and she... She calls, she gets it. What do you want to tell those people? I think last like last summer, I took a lot of what I learned last summer during my internship to this one. And one of my things was, was like, I wanted to come into this summer and be able to talk to the researchers and figure out what I want to do um, with my life. That was one of my big goals for the summer. And I think I was very active in deciding you know, having that list and checking those things off. When I came here, I had a very like clear end goal. And I was like, all right, I know I'm going to do this, you know, weight training program when I come down to Florida for the summer. I know I want to talk to this researcher, definitely. And I think one of the assumptions like a lot of people make is that everyone is like everyone else is doing fine. Like I'm the only one struggling here. And like everyone else has their life together. But I, I really think that that really is an assumption. I think everyone has their own like little burdens, even if you can't, you know, see that on the outside. And that's also important, you know, for young adults, especially like if you're in college and you're in a class and you just feel like everyone around you gets it. A lot of my friends I've talked to like after class, they're like, I have no idea what's going on in there. I was like, okay, I'm not the only one. 
so really everyone's kind of, you know, in the same boat, especially during this time. But yeah, I feel like, you know, don't be afraid to use other resources and network with other people. Because for me, like a lot of these opportunities came about from me through other people. Like I didn't even know about them until someone had mentioned it to me. So I think it's really important just to talk to as many people as you can and just don't be afraid to reach out. Ask. Yeah, just ask for what you want. That's that you've really grown very, very good at where you didn't ask for much. And, and now when you ask, you, you receive. So, and if you don't, as you've learned, it's, it's, you know, it is what meaning you give right. it. Right. It's an opportunity to do something else. <laughs> so. yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Great, great stuff, Kate. I want to ask you because you know, I'm very practical and want to apply and help people here apply things that may, this might be first time for them hearing if it's a, a young adult or if it's an adult who wants to help their child. What tool does Kate use to turn a challenge into an opportunity? So I think the first thing was like I was saying before, I know I've said it a lot, like, but the, the list, I think it just really, it really helps me just to see visually everything. And it helps me like if I'm really stressed just to write the list and then, okay, what do I need to do? That helps a lot. And kind of just using your experiences to, you know, if you, if there's something that you wish you had done a little bit better in the past, kind of use that to help you propel yourself forward. And something else that one of my professors had us do in a class was if you're stuck, if you're like writing an assignment or something and you're just stuck and your mind is just tumbling, um, you can do something called like a mind sweep, which you like get out a piece of paper and for like two minutes, you write down anything that just comes up in your mind, just get it on paper. And then you can just put it to the side and then focus on, you know, what you need to get done. And that was, a, it was a really interesting exercise. And we did that at the start of every class and it, you know, something that I've carried with me. So yeah, I think that's really useful too. I love that. That's gold. A mind sweep. I've not heard of that. I love that. That's very good. Clearing, clearing your mind. Okay. What is your tool for transforming a negative thought about yourself or when you have self doubt? What do you do or what can you help advise another person to do? I think if I'm having negative thoughts, I, I think I turn to my friends a lot, actually. And this is something that I've learned um, my sophomore year, particularly, because that was a really hard year for me. And I think I was able, I learned that it's really important to rely, it's okay to rely on other people and to ask for help and, you know, talk to my professors, my coaches, my teammates, and, you know, they're there to help you. And if you just keep it all to yourself, I think it, it's going to snowball out of control. And I think if you can, kind of just like alleviate that off yourself and talk to someone else, um, like someone you trust, like your family, that will help a lot. And I think for me, I've started to take, you know, if I have like negative self thought, you know, if it's in relation to someone else, I think, you know, I'm like, okay, don't take that personally. It's probably not you unless I did something blatantly obvious to them, you know, just be like, maybe they're really stressed or maybe they're having a bad day. I think it helps me to just talk it out with, someone else and have them kind of give me their advice, you know, about it. Ideas. Good ideas. Very good. Very good. How about what do you do when it comes to making a big decision? You've had some of those recently. What did you observe that was helpful? 
Um, I think for me, I try to just get all the information I can before making a decision. For this for this upcoming year, I wanted to talk to my friends who had also made a similar decision, my family, my coaches, um, my academic advisor, kind of just to bounce ideas off of them. Ultimately, I know it was my decision to make, but it really helps me just to kind of get some perspective that I, you know, have like an outside voice, like you were saying before, to kind of have give input. Just because, you know, more information can only help, I feel like, you know. So just to know that I'm making a well-informed decision, I think, helps me a lot with those decisions. And for me, honestly, big decisions are pretty easy for me relative to, like, the smaller ones. Like, little little small decisions are, are so – that really don't matter, like, are really hard for me. But, you know, when, when I go to college and now ultimately my career goal, my career path, it took a long time to get there. But I think once – I got there and I, I felt good about it. I've had that feeling. Then you can just fully run with that. So I think that's a good point that you make. It's not, it doesn't necessarily why it might look like it happened for Kate overnight. It's, it's something that you excavated. You kept looking for, for more. You were interested and you knew that it was right because you were emotionally connected to it. It made you feel something and it made you light up. And, and that's how you got closer. It's to me, I've said it's like, it's at the a childhood green or light game, red game, or hot and cold. I'm getting warmer, I'm getting warmer, I'm getting colder, colder, colder. And to know and to, to ask yourself and to navigate by how you feel, I think that's those are really good points that you make. Tell me what Kate does when there is, you know, you're going into something new that is uncomfortable. What do you do to, well, a scary situation or something like that? I think I've, I think I've gotten a little bit better at this. I'm trying to just like pushing myself out of my comfort zone because I know, you know, I'll get more comfortable with it as I like keep going. And I, it kind of goes back to that thing I was saying before about like, everyone's in the same situation, even though at this, it might just be me in this case. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think I kind of just go on it with like an open mind and just try to act like I'm confident and hopefully that it'll come off. Like I am. confident. It'll catch up with you. Yes. Yeah. I was talking to another person who just, she last year, had gone off to college, really wanted to come home, felt very uncomfortable. And then I just spoke with her and I asked what was, she's still there. She went back and I said, are you happy with your decision? And she said, I absolutely am. And I said, what do you want other people to know about that? Because there are a lot of people specifically last year who went back to college that didn't know they should be there and wanted to come home. Some should have left, some should have stayed. It's all different. There's no rule for anyone in particular. But the thing that she said is, I'm so glad that she told me to make the decision based in, not in fear, because my decision was being based in fear. It wasn't being based in what was true. And that until she could get out of her fear, until she could calm herself to make the right decision, because no good decision is made in fear. She also wanted to give the advice that we're going to be uncomfortable. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable and to sit in the discomfort in order to grow. She would have been comfortable in her home forever, but it was a matter of saying, can I sit in that discomfort? And that's something that she's learned. And it's, it's when we've had comfortable lives for a long time, it, it's, it can be a real wake up call to all of us at this point in time, as many go through different experiences for the first time. So both of those are good. And I ask you one more practical tool. How do you go about becoming a better leader? I know that was something that you'd set your intention for at one point in your world. What do you do to become a better leader? Well, I think, I think the best way I can describe this is like 
when the freshmen come in each year, I really try to reach out to them and like just connect with them and put myself kind of in their shoes. And I, I kind of, I look at every situation sort of from all different perspectives that I can and really try, I try to include everyone as best I can. And as a leader, I think just you need to act like very like just professional. If there's a really stressful situation that everyone's stressed about, again, maybe just like think logically and try to, you know, calm everyone down about it. But as a leader, I think it's just kind of the way like you carry yourself and you just need to respect everyone and be open to like tell everyone that you're open to suggestions. And something I learned this summer a lot is like, if you want to get things done, you're like, you really have to kind of build your own path in this. And if you want to, you know, get a certain job or something, you're, you're going to have to be the one that applies for that. Or you're going to be, you have to be the one that signs up for this class or something like that, that you want to do. So no one else is going to do it for you. So that's one of the big takeaways I think from this summer is that you, you know, if you want to do something like you, you are in charge of doing that. Be your own advocate. Be, and this, and every Kate, everything that you've said is fabulous for young adults, old adults, everyone. It's just, it's, it's great to hear, as you said, for, through different perspectives. Okay. For people, since I've been her witness for four years, she has grown remarkably. She's from a quiet, timid, internal, maybe dare I say introvert to someone who is very asks for what she wants, has learned through process, not overnight, but to, to show up. And this year has, even in the midst of difficult times, has proven that the results come as, you know, and so I acknowledge you, I admire you. I thank you for sharing. We're going to do a lightning round right now. Text or talking? Talking. Favorite day of the week? Friday. Favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or talk to animals? Talk to animals. Yeah. I was thinking this is a good one for you. Climb yeah. Or jump from a plane. Hey, what was the first one? Cl- climb a mountain or something? Yes. Uh, jump from a plane. For a journal, do you like paper or computer? Paper, for sure. Okay. Who inspires you? My mom. Nice. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? Oh, no. <laughs> Kate, thank you for your time and insight. I'm going to just say to those people who, if you've listened this far, it means that you have a young adult in your life that you care a lot about. And our job in life is not to make sure that they avoid every bump, bruise, or struggle. It's to learn and help them to not sabotage themselves as these things happen. You've just listened to a young adult who has learned and she continues to learn to manage her mind and the thoughts and the feelings within it so that she can grow up to be a leader in her own life and for others. I do not coach young adults, even though I have her. This is not a, this is not a, an advertisement. I don't, really don't. I, I, Kate is the exception to the rule. I do, however, encourage two things. Kate would never be doing this work if her father didn't. And what I'm saying is that we all need to do our own work as grown adults to be the models and for our children. Second thing I'm going to encourage you to do is to actively listen to your kids. And that means don't provide all the answers all the time. Do listen. I will, there's a, I just gave a podcast on how to become a better listener. And the third thing that I would suggest is 
now more than ever that I encourage getting outside voices for your kids. I, you know, I, I am paid to have people talk to want to talk to me all day long, but I will tell you that my family doesn't find me all that interesting all the time. I don't think that's news. Most children are not always interested in hearing from their own parents. I don't coach my own family. I encourage you to find the tutors and the teachers and the mentors and the coaches that can support and they're an outside voice that that reinforces some of your values and your beliefs and your messages and cares for your kids. So those are three things that you can actively do. You can always reach me at breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. If you have questions, I'm going to leave some additional resources that you can have for your young adults in your life. And I look forward to hearing and talking to you all next week. In the meantime, again, Kate, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, I really had fun. Great. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. 